0: So Wes, I am back from California. CubeCon has come and gone now.
1: From looking on, it seems like you had a lot of fun. Something about being on a boat?
0: Uh, right? I mean, I can't get away from doing a conference without an adventure, but there's another thing I can't get away from doing a conference without running into somebody that I know that's doing something cool. And so I brought a friend back with me from KubeCon and this is my friend Karthik. Karthik, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Hey, you bet. And, uh, thanks for having me, having me on here as well. Uh, this is a lot of fun. KubeCon, yeah, was, uh, indeed an exciting time. Um, I wasn't there for the whole time, but uh, the time I was there was pretty, uh, it was a blast.
0: One thing that I kept seeing that was different from at this KubeCon than anything else was the security track wasn't kind of just divided into an island to itself. It was kind of integrated in every topic. Did you notice that change?
2: Yeah, I did. And there's actually, there's been a big push in the Kubernetes uh, community to kind of bring uh, or not just Kubernetes, but the cloud native community community to bring kind of security, you know, in the focus of developers and in the focus of DevOps. So, uh, in fact, there's like a security SIG uh, with uh, cloud native as well, and I was a part of that SIG for a while. It's uh, it's really neat to kind of see, you know, all of the, um, you know, all of the different ecosystems kind of like emerging together a little bit.
0: Wes has been doing a podcast for a while called Tech Snap, where he kind of talks about a lot of what's going on in tech in general. But what I like about it is he doesn't focus on just the corporation side. He focuses sometimes on the developer side and the end user side. And what I'm seeing there and with my 100 hours of code folk is that security is becoming more and more prominent through all of these discussions. I mean, Wes, have you noticed that with the subjects that have been coming up?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we've moved beyond the era where security can be a separate concern. It's almost always one of the first questions being asked.
0: And one of the things that, Karthik, you brought to my attention is this new conference that you're a part of, which is not just a DevOps conference, but it's a DevSecOps conference. And I was really curious, like, why the shift? Why put security in the middle of development and operations?
2: Uh, yeah, L. That's a great question. Um, in fact, like we from a DevOps world, we've been, we've been seeing a lot of you know Dev Star Ops lately, where whether the star is security or star is net uh, network, you know we we kind of see like Dev Sec Ops, Dev Net Ops, etc. Um, at first, you know, when we you know started seeing this, there was a lot of pushback. They were like, well, you know, you are by default an included member in the DevOps community, but it. When I started looking at it from an outside point of view and started talking to security engineers or network engineers, they kind of saw the DevOps world as you know being champions of the way, the right way to do things in an organization, and they wanted to be a part of that. So they were like, "Well, you know, we, this DevSecOps stuff is kind of pushing security um, and pushing security in, into a way um, of DevOps." So like, you know, the the thing, the way we think about things from a DevOps kind of perspective, et cetera. And when I started looking at it from that perspective, I was like, you know what, this actually makes a lot of sense. So then I became like a huge champion of it, um, of, you know, wanting to do something like a DevSecOps or, uh, you know, wanting to do something like a DevNetOps, et cetera, where it's more about the folks that are outside of the ecosystem kind of coming into the ecosystem and giving them like an inclusive kind of way to be a part of the ecosystem.
1: So making sure that security or or whatever community that are directly involved in the conversation from the get-go?
0: Yep. So at the sake of being the naysayer here, I get to the point where sometimes I feel it's just buzzword bingo. Like, you know, that star just becomes whatever product somebody wants to sell or whatever, you know, concept that they want to preach. But how is having these conversations and having DevSecOps be a singular thing, changing the way that coding practices are happening, that the development cycle is happening?
2: Like sometimes we do see, you know, enterprises or whatever kind of say, hey, this thing is like DevSecOps or, you know, this product is DevSecOps. And we actually see that in the DevOps world as well, where we've been, you know, for a while, people have uh, basically rationalized DevOps to be automation. Uh, so they're like, hey, you must do CI or you must use this continuous integration product uh, if you're going to do DevOps. Um, but I think it's more about, you know, the the mindset and helping folks kind of like think through like hey, you know, if I'm doing devsecops or I'm doing devnetops, these are some principles that I should be following or this this is how I should collaborate with other peers.
1: So for someone maybe already doing devops practicing devops thinking in that style, what changes to start including security in there?
2: I think it's it's more, you know, uh the the idea of dev devsecops in general is uh I think like Red Hat kind of has this concept or not not concept but they kind of define it really well where they say, you know, security should play like an integrated role, not just that after you've released your applications, but, you know, through the whole lifecycle of your applications. So it's like trying to push security more to the left. So developers and operations are, you know, paying more attention to uh, security vulnerabilities, like, you know, things we're kind of including in our in our code pipeline, et cetera. Um, and, you know, not doing that as an afterthought where it's like, oh my God, I have to like, run through the security audit in order to release my product. Uh, I hope I get through this, et cetera, uh, where it becomes an afterthought. It's trying to pull, you know, think about it, think about it upfront from a coding point of view and bring in, bring in a lot of, you know, the the great work that security has gen, done in general. Like, uh, you know, a lot of folks uh, on the dev side I've talked to, you know, they kind of know about OAS, but they might not know about, you know, OWASP top 10, et cetera. And taking those ideas of, of uh, what we already have and making that a part of like the developer lifecycle.
0: So for those that might not know, OAPS is the Open Web Application Security Project. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Because some people might not know about the top 10. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm not a security expert. I'm more from like a dev side. And uh, I'll, I'll, I can give you the uh, when I was like an early engineer, uh, you know, I was like two years uh, into my career or I don't know, two years, a year into my career, they were like, hey, you must do this OWASP training. And OWASP was, uh, you know, it's it's a foundation and it's the, like you said, the open uh, web application security project. And they kind of, um, they have many lists of different things, but one of the things I look at a lot is the top 10, which is like the top 10 uh, list of the, you know, most common things that uh, people do wrong uh, from a security perspective, et cetera, uh, and, it's kind of neat to, you know, know the mistakes you're going to make before you actually make them from a dev perspective, so you can know how to like actually write, you know, secure code and write solid code. Uh, and if you adhere to some of those principles, you just end up becoming a better. Um, you know, better developer. Yeah,
0: at the the sake of self-promotion, I'm going to be speaking at the DevSecOps conference that you've put together. And I'm I'm sure others have put together, not just you yourself. And that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about is, you know, so some of the top 10 security practices are, you know, injections, things similar to SQL injections or broken authentication. And my talk is all about how you can use Capture the Flags at conferences in order to get a hand at, you know what, let's try a SQL injection for the code for the app that you just wrote, or let's try a cross-site scripting attack on you know the website that you just developed. If you don't have access to a lot of these, you know, Capture the Flags or these security conferences, what recommendations do you have for developers to be able to keep up to date with all of these new security practices and conversations that are happening?
2: I was actually going to plug... Uh, your talk a little bit more one of the things i loved about uh your talk when you you know had that in the cfp was from uh, i think from an uh security standpoint uh you know i we ran, ran into each other uh, a couple of months ago at the texas cyber conference and uh captured the flags that seemed to be like a really big thing from a security space but you know like at kubecon for example we didn't actually have like a c t f or anything over there and and typically developer conferences don't have that, but you know with this new idea of like everybody kind of comes together, we should kind of talk about uh you know conversations of how things happen in a security way, and you know some of those models like capture the flags et cetera, and bring those to like a dev mindset uh where we can actually like you know think through some of that stuff <laughs> and that being said, I totally forgot what your actual question was. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, and maybe Wes can jump in on this some too, but it's, it's, what you know, what resources are there for developers or coders? And maybe that's a question in a minute. What's the difference between the two um, when it comes to basically starting out with security practices and implementing these and learning them because it's an ever-changing platform?
1: I can imagine there must be pushback like there was with DevOps when you tell people, hey, you also need to know this whole other category of knowledge. Thinking
2: back to experiences that I've had in industry myself uh, and, you know, things I've seen, uh, for me, uh, in my formative years, it was really good to have somebody that, you know, I could, uh, somebody senior on the team that I could kind of do code reviews with who'd kind of seen, you know, security issues and stuff like before. So it helps, you know, take away from making, you know, uh, easy kind of mistakes, et cetera. Um, Crypto is one of those things where I'd always like when, you know, we we end up having to create a lot of salts and a lot of secrets and stuff like that. And I'd always like ask somebody like, hey, how do you like is this like a cryptographically secure library, etc. So having somebody that you can talk to, whether it's, you know, senior developers on your team or teams or, you know, security folks in your teams that uh, can kind of talk about security from, uh, you know, uh, a language perspective is great. Uh, Today, we also have, you know, we have vulnerability scanners uh, with your code so they can kind of go through, you know, scan dependencies and things like that to make sure that you're using uh, better versions, Um, you know, linters, uh, you know, automated code scanners, etc.
1: Bringing in more automation so you can get results faster and integrate it into the development workflow.
2: Right. Or at least like something that, you know, when you're writing the code, uh, it tells you, hey, there's, you know, you might want to check this because... This is not really like cryptographically secure way or, you know, you might have a bug here, et cetera. Um, security, you know, a lot of times I think James Wickett says it when uh, uh, he, you know, in a lot of his talks, he talks about how security uh, issues end up are actually just bugs. But they're, you know, high profile like CVs or something end up being like more major issues. But they're like something that you wrote. Uh, that isn't supposed to be there or, you know, you've written it wrong, et cetera. So there are bugs that introduce.
0: So when you brought up um, James Wicket, one of the things that uh, I remember is an article by him. Uh, I believe it's called Securities Shift Right. And it was kind of where I started trying to figure out what DevSecOps really meant. Does it mean that I, as a developer, now have to keep all of these security practices in mind and I've got to worry about all this? Just kind of adding a lot more stress to my workload, or does it mean that I'm working closely with my company's security team and I'm, you know, basically kind of pen testing code as I'm going? I guess it could mean any of that. But what are you seeing the actual security practice be out in the wild? Like, how is this actually being implemented?
2: You know, that's one of the reasons we wanted to have a conversation around the conference itself. Like, how are people actually, you know, actually implementing some of these things out in the wild? Uh, we have a talk on. Um, how some of the folks in um, you know, there's there's talk on security with agility in the serverless world. And that's some of the folks from Neiman Marcus uh talking about how they introduce security in uh, you know, in inside of like a DevOps kind of world. Um things that I've seen in the wild specifically on this is uh, you know, some folks uh do end up having a lot more developer training up front, um, where it's like trying to train developers to not necessarily like be security experts, but at least know like hey, here are issues that you can run run into if you know you, uh, you work in a specific manner, et etc, uh, whatever it is. Uh, other teams embed uh, you know security folks uh, inside of the development feature teams. So not necessary to do like a day-to-day coding uh, kind of practice, but you know for for folks to actually be there, uh, when developers actually need the help, uh, when we are writing the features,
1: right, an embedded resource that's not a ticket away, but it's just a, a desk away,
2: right. And you know that's that was a common practice we did in DevOps as well, where we were embedding uh, operations folks inside of their Dev team. So when you start thinking about, well, how do I deploy this? You know, you can ask someone immediately because they're on the team. Um, and I kind of envision the same thing happening happening with security too, where it's like you can just ask the person. Uh, versus, you know, making assumptions.
1: It seems like with DevOps, there was a mind sh- mindset shift acknowledging that, you know, operational issues were also a concern of these development feature teams, or at least it should be. And that does seem like a natural parallel to security because a- as you said earlier, all these problems, they're just bugs. They're code changes that need to happen.
2: Yeah, and that's that's why I feel like, you know, all of these things from just from a high level, from an engineering point of view, you know we we have uh the things that we you know are really good at um or you know the the problem areas that we kind of focus on but in general like we're all shipping products right so we're all part of the same team like releasing things so uh you know if 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 the product fails because it's a security issue or if it's you know feature coded wrong or something it's it's the end result is still the same it's uh you're not shipping a great product. so Having the entire team kind of work on the different aspects of things actually gives you a better shot at, you know, shipping something that customers actually like.
0: We've kind of hinted around it for a little bit, but if folks want to learn more, how do they get involved or learn about the DevSecOps conference?
2: The DevSecOps conference is like a global thing. It's been, it's been in a bunch of cities before. Uh, And we're actually excited to bring it to Austin. Uh, It's on December 16th. Um, And mostly it's uh, it's a conference organized by, uh, you know, I talked about James Wicked a little little while ago. Uh, Ernest Muller, who also runs like DevOps is Austin and myself. And, uh, you know, uh, we're all kind of in like different spaces. I think James is more, uh, you know, he's he's pretty much in like security. um, He's in the security space more than, you know, Ernest or I am. But we're all like big, big proponents of you know actually wanting to do the right thing and for folks to you know at least start a conversation, which you know we've kind of done successfully from a DevOps standpoint. So we're doing that with security as well. Uh, we're excited to have uh, you know a lot of great speakers. Uh, Shannon Leeds, who's uh, actually DevSecOps on Twitter, uh, she's going to be one of the keynoters, uh, as well as Kat Sweet uh, from Capsule Eight. Um, they both have really interesting ideas of you know practical stuff about how to actually get devsecops done in your organization as well as you know things that you should be thinking about from like a higher level as well so uh we're excited to have that and then uh Elle, we're, we're super stoked to have you too um and yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be a good time uh, we have we have a lot of talks uh we have a set of lightning talks as well uh and so yeah it should be a good time uh December 16th
0: if anybody wants to reach out to you, what would be the best way for them to do so?
2: Great question. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm iteration1 on Twitter. Uh, or if, uh, it's, if it's specific to the conference, uh, you can just find it on DevSecOpsDays.com. I think the Austin one is the one that's next. So, um, you know, you'll, the, the URL will be in there.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have links to everything we've talked about today over at extras.show slash 37.